Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Well, so my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Hello, good evening, and welcome to a hopefully trouble-free Gatecast episode 246. Good evening, everybody. This week's episode, Memento Mori, Stargate SG-1, Valor episode. Yes, already we've had a few technical issues. Skype seems to be misbehaving a bit. Fortunately, or maybe not, we haven't got the added complication of talking to Brad in Australia. He's had to wave off this episode. He's a bit too busy at work. I know the busy feeling, believe me. Fortunately, I mailed my one of my thesis advisors today and explained it's difficult to cover the equivalent of an undergraduate degree in linguistics in two weeks. And But I have another week, please. <laughs> oh dear. I hope you took her an apple. She'd rather have material from me that shows I have covered all the aspects of the research required than have her just hand me back the report and say, you need to investigate this, 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 and this. Yep, sounds reasonable. Starting to regret it slightly, but what the hell. <laughs> well, hopefully you won't regret watching this episode, even though, as you said in your tweet, you can't really remember much about it. I can't remember anything about it. Once again, like I've said many a time, wouldn't do you any harm to actually watch the episode beforehand. My youngest friends have a strange sense of humour. They'd consider it a joke. That is the only mention it will get, okay? Woo-hoo. Good then. Oh, come on. This week's episode. Uh-uh. People would be upset. Uh, stop it, stop it. I'm not, I'm not mentioning it. I'm mentioning not mentioning it. Okay, that splitting ears. People would be disappointed if I didn't bring it up. Oh, no, they wouldn't. Of course, it's entirely possible you could have every single aspect of any mention I make of it so maybe they don't know yeah, I just put a bit of plinky plonky music on when you start talking about that <laughs> fade back in when you stop I did get good news today what's that I got a letter on Monday saying I'd missed an appointment and I had to pay them 37 euro for missing it who's been a bad boy then then again 37 euro isn't that much this stage of the month 37 euro is a little over half what's left of my bank account okay then fair enough I have no letters indicating I had an appointment I went into the youth health service and, no, this isn't us, you need to go to the hospital. I'm like, which, the city hospital or the other hospital? Oh, no, the main hospital. Went into what I thought was the main entrance of the main hospital. No, this is the university. Although it's the university hospital, this is the university entrance. You have to go around the corner. Okay, go into this building. This is hospital A. You need to go to hospital U, 200 metres up the road. Okay, come out there, go in there. No, this is the maternity section. We only deal with women. You need to go 150 metres up that hill and go into that office. Go into that office. Yes, you're in the right hospital, but this isn't the right office. You need to go to the left corner over there on the other side of the room. And eventually, because there was a phone number on the bill, which I rang to send for queries with the invoice. And she's like, yes, this is for queries with the invoice, but we can't help you with that. You need to ring the other number on the bill. Ring the other number on the bill for two straight days. Every hour or so, no answer. Hence the rigmarole with all hospitals today. And then I finally got reasonably good English, fairly young, I'd say about 25, Finnish girl. Spends 15 minutes of her time trying to get through to the number she was supposed to get through to. Couldn't, discussed it with her colleague, and then basically, I think, ran the invoice number and said, this is the hospital, 
were cancelling the bill. <laughs> she clearly couldn't get through to them either. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to let this thing beat me. No, should you? And after all, it did work out. You do get a sense of, ha, beat you. In the heart of the Midwest, a mystery is brewing. I want you to explain to me why a federal agency would issue a report for a boy who died 32 years ago. In the heart of a family, faith is being tested. The DNA test came back. Jacob is your son, Mr. Lex. In the heart of the listeners, questions will rise. Did I die? Did we all die? Noodle Mix Network, in partnership with MediaVoiceOvers.com, proudly present the one podcast that will get to the heart of what it truly means to be alive. Join Wayne Henderson and Troy Heinrichs for Resurrection Revealed. Watch ABC's Resurrection, then subscribe to get to the heart of each episode. Follow on Twitter at ResurrectionPod and listen all season at ResurrectionRevealed.com. Weird, have I never used this on Twitter? Oh, good. It actually acknowledged that my pressing of the space bar to pause it before the do you want to upgrade pop-up. Yeah. Brad said enjoy, guys. Yep. Right. Subject to tough not breaking in the next 48 and a half minutes. Shall we uh, start? Just doing another Google, see if anything else has turned up about Skype keep dropping. The odds are it's not going to be a one-off. People have suggested Hangouts. Yeah, you know why I don't use them. They insist on a phone number or they collect too much info? Or is it the whole difficulty in recording thing? And we're using copyright material. Yeah. You can casually walk past the field and look at the ball, but you don't jump in and start waving a red flag in his face. <laughs> True. You know, I've actually searched Audible. I've probably said this before. I've searched audible.com for any books read by Claudia Black. Well, she's done more video games than anything else. Yeah, but her appearance in Mass Effect 2 was minimal. But it's still her, even as a weird-looking alien with a full faceplate covering thing. All right, I am queued. I have black against darker black. Yep, I'm good to go. And all as the per usual, region two, PAL copy of the episode. 41 minutes and 48 seconds. Maybe it's just since I moved here, but when I say that word, I tend to go with the Magnus, Magnus in pronunciation. What word? Correct. Oh, okay. Well, come on, you saw Mastermind growing up. Wasn't really a program I tuned in to watch. No. Oh. I was more of a Krypton factor. Did the revival die, by the way? I remember they tried to bring it back, maybe... They brought it back about, like, four or five years ago. Well, there you go, then. I don't watch British television, you know that. You realise my unconscious imitation of your speech style is an unconscious one. It's not me taking the piss. I didn't even notice you were sounding like me. It's not an accent thing. It's a word choice and phrasing. Let's go before the gods of Skype decide to yank us. Okay, then. Give us the countdown, and we're good to go. Call me. Cooksy. Ixy. Clicky. Oh. Okay. Oh, look. Peter Deloise. Sol's Diner. Hmm. Hello, and welcome to Sol's Diner. I'm Val. Huh? I'll be your waitress today. What? Yeah, something a little bit different this episode. But might I suggest the meatball sandwich? It's the owner's personal favourite. Sounds good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks hygienic, doesn't it? Uh, two junior meals for the kids. Well, that's modern, isn't it? The two kids on the little handheld devices. Oh. Is that what we call a beauty mark? For telling the future. Sure. sure. Okay. Okay. Try not to look too suspicious, guys. All right! Well, the person's in the table in front of you now! 
they're robbing a diner. Seriously, what, what sort of turnover does a diner have? Well, it worked in Pulp Fiction. Ooh, ooh, crunch your bones. Ooh, ow! Oh. <laughs> okay. Nice. That, that <laughs> the plate's been in. That beauty mark, though. That wasn't on my face before, was it? To be honest, I've never noticed. What did you do? Hey, that's how you start an episode. Yeah. You ain't got a clue what's going on, but... It's a definitely WTF moment. <laughs> Too right. Okay then, Memento Mori. Season 10, Episode 8 of Stargate SG-1. Gatecast Episode 246. This episode was directed by Peter DeLuise, hence the cameo, and written by Joseph Malozzi and Paul Mully. Had its premiere in America September the 8th, 2006. We got it in the UK December the 6th. The Canadians December the 21st. In Germany, August 22nd, 2007, and in Japan, December 2nd, 2008. Quite a few shows with episodes of the same name. Avonlea, Screen 2, MDA, Chicago Hope, The X-Files, Kavanaugh QC, and Mensons, and at least three movies of the same name, one in 91, one in 99, and a TV movie in 1975. And during that bit, Skype dropped, so it came up a bit short, hence this filler material. And we're back. What? If we're back? Three weeks earlier. <laughs> Posh restaurants. Uh, as the Americans would say, valid. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Ah, Daniel. Your menu. The hostess is played by Rinpo Summer, born in Fiji. She's been in Sanctuary, The Birthday, The Dead Zone in Smallville. No, you don't get off the base much except for... No, like valid. She's <laughs> mimicking Daniel. You'd have thought she'd have done her own work. Well, I don't mind telling you, I've been looking forward to this little date all week. Ha <laughs> date. Yes, it's a date, Daniel. It's a romantic event, typified by dinner, movie and or karaoke, and usually culminating in a night of... Karaoke? Oh, OK, this is, this is definitely not a date. It's, it's two friends and co-workers out for dinner. <laughs> and usually? Go on. <laughs> His mind was running wild. <laughs> Tonight's future martinis are the chocolate, passion fruit, and shochu plum. They all sound wonderful. So, one of each, then? The waiter is Brian Davis. That's it, Bella. Get the alcohol in you. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not like a Daniel? Come on. Because she always has an agenda. Well, her agenda at this moment is to get Daniel in bed. I didn't say it was a bad agenda. Um, look, I know it hasn't been easy for you adjusting to your new life here, learning to trust other people, and, most importantly, refusing the temptation to fall back on your old ways. It's a rather big table for two. Well, it's an expensive restaurant, so they have space. Oh, no, an expensive restaurant still likes to pack them in. Thank you for, for proving me right when I said we could take a chance on you. Ah, oh, bless. Could have got her a pizza. I got a pizza today. Don't know what to say. That's a rarity. <laughs> okay, I need to use the bathroom. Romantic. This was shot at the Palisades Hotel. The episode was written during the Christmas vacation. It is a big table. Yes, that's what I meant. You'd probably normally have four people around that. <laughs> oh, a little pinch of the cheek. Cute. <clears throat> and there we have Peter DeLuise's credit for directing this episode. 
Oh dear. Oh, ooh. That way someone to take her by surprise. Yeah. The sound effects of this ring added <laughs> after the fact. She uh, needs some fresh air. What sort of weight is that? Doesn't that look suspicious to him? Or is that a common occurrence? That men are carrying women out of the back door? Uh-oh. No, not suspicious at all. Your friend has taken ill. Hmm? What? Where is she? Um, she was escorted outside by another gentleman. He's doing a runner. Get him. In my experience, that's on the chair. You keep sliding off. Especially if you're wearing suit. <laughs> oh, that's it. Draw attention to yourself. Look at that, even the valet. Damn, did he leave me a tip. Huh. <laughs> why couldn't it be a glass slipper? And why are you picking it up? Why didn't you at least have a pair of tweezers or something in your pocket? Oh, the birthmark's gone. Hmm. The spot. I apologise for that. The surgery was performed in a moving car. Oh, look who it is. Hmm? Charlotte Mayfield. We saw her with Bob. Can you remember? Yep. In the boots and the short skirt. His office is PA. Oh, right. Yes. Oh, dear. Sonia Saloma, Canadian actress. Currently in Intruders. Also been in The Killing, The Collector. Second time on SV1. Katesh, the Goa Uld that once occupied your body, was a rival of mine. She was a very intelligent adversary, which is why I eventually decided to partner with her. In retrospect, it's also the reason I should have been more careful about trusting her. <laughs> a bit late for that, isn't it, really? I wonder if that aspect came from Valor rather than Katesh. <laughs> so if this is a revenge thing, your anger is... Well, misplaced. This isn't a revenge thing. Oh. Yeah? We've kind of got used to the petty antics of the gold. Mm. I think those that are left now are the more intelligent and the ones that can actually engage the brain. Ah, that thing. Ow! Ow! Strange you said engage the brain just as that went in. <laughs> I wonder if a necklace is a kind of a gate symbol ring, you know, the Shapahai. Can't see it in enough detail to make it out. The code to an ancient tablet that I helped Katesh locate long ago. A treasure map of sorts. <laughs> she was supposed to share it with me, but instead decided to keep it for herself. Well, that's a shocker, isn't it? It sounds like she didn't know Katesh quite as well as she thought. That opportunity. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, it doesn't ring a bell. That's because you suppressed many of the details from your time as Katesh. The full genetic memory of the Goa Uld would drive your inferior human mind insane. Luckily, we have this device to help us find what we're looking for. Really not the best way to get on our good side. Cooperation isn't required. This'll take a while. I'll leave you to it then. Yes. What is the point in having him in here? We've got the local authorities searching the area and conducting interviews with every possible witness. So far, they've come up empty. Well done, Daniel. You lost valor. People have been trying to do that for years. Agreed. I've already put a call through to Agent Barrett. He's got his people working on it. We'll find her. And why has the General got two sets of wings? Mm-hmm. We're starting to get images from her suppressed memory. The commentary for this episode was Joseph Malosi and Paul Mully. They pointed out they had some of the assistants going through all the stock footage looking for scenes they could use for this flashback. <sighs> How are you feeling? Now that's Weaver, played by Brendan Bezier. 
Do you remember the episode The Tower, Stargate Atlantis, the dandy? Yep. That's him. Hmm. Minus the ruffles. Because the flashbacks you're experiencing are dredging up some long-buried emotions that may be colouring your conscious mind. I'm going to kill both of you in the most painful way possible. Things will go a lot faster if you just relax. He's been in Suit, Fringe, Reaper and Eureka, as well as, as I said, Atlantis. Doesn't the other guy bear a vague resemblance to Dean Sorbo? Who's that? Hercules. Kevin Sorbo. Kevin. I mixed up Kevin Sorbo and Dean Cain. Superman and Hercules, eh? Mm. There's a movie in that, surely. Hopefully our girl's in one of them. To the Batmobile. You've got to love it. In the foreground, there's torture, and in the background, all the, all the goons are drinking coffee. And if this warehouse looks familiar, it's because it's the same one they used in Affinity. Uh, the one with the gate in? No, the one with Erica Durant, when they kidnapped her. Team 2 in position. Team 3. Team 3 is in position. <laughs> Tingly. <laughs> Do you know what I think the problem is? That I can't strangle you? We're <laughs> <laughs> fighting the process. In the end, all you're really doing is delaying the inevitable. Why don't we try and keep in? Yes, give in. You keep an open win. I say, they really don't know Valor very well. Right, do I get the impression it's not going to be this, otherwise it's a short episode. Yep. You have a go! Who's that? Turn it down. They do this little storytelling device too often these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Surprise. Nature thinks they're going to burst through the door any second. Oh dear. Who's got egg on their faces now? Maybe yes, Cameron, you better hope they've got better luck. Oh. One down. <laughs> Now this is when being the bad guys really pays off because you—they've got machine guns. <laughs> Cover the door. Right. Well, I get the impression she gets hit with the zap while uh, she's attached to the memory device and screws her head up. Pretty close. Oh, yep. Yeah, so there we go. The device gets hit and you get a force of energy goes through Devala, zaps her brain. It's alright, we're here to help. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> we're losing some SGC members in this episode. Almost red shirts. Uh, they're probably teams starting with numbers above 10. Blimey, this is a firefight of epic proportions. The armourer earned his money this week. Ooh, she pulled that. Ooh, a lady. <laughs> she did. <laughs> run, Vala, run. Oh, Christ almighty. <laughs> That's one way to leave... Oh, oh those, those poor guys. Where'd they go? They were vaporized. Again, why can't we just have the boot? They did that trick once, it'd work again. Four out of the five safe houses we hit were empty. Only one, it turned out, was still in play, and that was SG-15s. We lost them and three members of the local team. So you told you, number of ten. See, now the difficult bit, they've got to write the letters home to the families. How did they die? Well... They blew up. A mysterious helicopter accident in Afghanistan. While investigating deep space scanning terrorists. <laughs> yes, they get everywhere. Besides, the guy we caught claims he saw Vala making a run for it. And she could have gotten on her own. If that were the case, why has she not yet attempted to contact us? That's a bloody good question, Tilt. And we will find out. Oh, Peter DeLuise again, in the beige jacket. Mm-hmm. This diner, Saul's diner... It was originally going to be under Jewish ownership. The actor they cast was of Italian descent. 
So, Sol. Unfortunately, they'd already uh, made up all the sign work. So, what did you want with her? I mean, what exactly was going on in that warehouse? Look, how is he still alive if the place blew up? It's not that I don't want to help you, but right now I'm more concerned for my well-being. We can protect you. No, you can't. <laughs> okay. He does have a point. Uh, it's all yours. Uh oh. <laughs> We're just going. Turn the cameras off. Yeah. Here in the hall, just yell loudly if you need me. <laughs> Bother. Your Jaffa interrogation tactics won't work. Why? What makes him think you're you're not a gold, mate? You're just a human. <laughs> you can't break me. <laughs> he looks a bit nervous. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm intimidated just watching it. I can't know subtitle on that. Yeah. Somebody anywhere even just made up what words Tilk actually said. Member of this facility gets kidnapped unchallenged. It's no wonder he doesn't think we can protect him. But we can protect him. Yeah, by locking him away for the rest of his life. What can you say? There's a downside to working for supervillains. That'd work. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, that's always a problem working for the bad guys. They don't really worry about the minions. You're done? He was surprisingly forthcoming. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still in one piece. Not surprising to you. Ah, oopsie. <laughs> I guess some things don't change. Heather Christie plays the waitress. Whenever you're ready, honey. This was a only acting role. No other information on IMDb. <laughs> well, that's mighty inconvenient, isn't it? You want to do a run and there's a copper sitting a couple of feet away from you. Vala doesn't have any luck at all, does she? Mind you, she should know better. Although, considering her background, you would think she really would know better. How you doing? How are you doing? Not terrific. I'm Sal, the owner. Yeah, not a great uh, advertisement for hygiene and... Mm. <laughs> you don't get many health and safety visits, do you, mate? Yep. Sal is played by Don Stark, an American actor. Delicious enough to pay for it? Yes. If I had the money, I would certainly have paid for that meal. And given the lovely waitress a sizable gratuity. He does look familiar. Yeah, he's been in Star Trek First Contact, Supernatural and The 70s Show. 70s Show. 198 episodes of that. That's why he looks familiar. And a Shih Tzu with a recurring gastrointestinal condition that requires a very specialised diet, all right? Okay. There are nice redheads over watching it. Ah, right. The comment about the dog that was also mimicked that Rob C. Cooper's okay. hound was a little under the weather when they were shooting this episode. Can I trust you to come back with the money you owe me? No. No, what do you mean no? Wait, you're telling me you can't be trusted? Trustfully? <laughs> <laughs> I think here we're seeing how persuasive Valor can be, even when she's not really trying that hard. I mean, granted, it helps that she looks like she does. All I know for certain is that about an hour ago, I was lost, hungry, and drawn to the delightful aroma of the blue plate special. Yeah, he's not quite sure about it. Is this a job? I have absolutely no memory of my life prior to wandering in here. Da, da, da. If that's true, we need to get you to a hospital. No hospital bad. Bad hospital. No hospitals. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. Hey. Everything okay here, Sal? Yeah, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Ah, forget about it. And we've seen that copper before, Adrian Holmes. This is his second appearance on SG-1. Last time he was in Nightwalkers. You got a home, you got a family? 
I don't know. Oh. I would pay you back. I would. Just right now, I don't have the means. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> we have dishes. Maybe I can do something to help you. It's a good job this is a family show. Mm. Well, if she had at least some of her personality back, he'd make the suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> he'd end up owing here. Trust operative and the information provided to us from the Jaffa and the Tokra. This is what I've been able to piece together so far. Um, Athena, the Greek goddess of war, a.k.a. Charlotte Mayfield, a.k.a. the ghoul responsible for kidnapping Vala. Uh, they made a joke about this. They were never short of books of mythology. No matter what they needed, they had one ready to go. Well, I still remember Jack's comment following Catherine's death. Daniel, have you been shopping on the internet again? <laughs> yes, when the dozens of boxes from her <laughs> personal collection started appearing. Katesh double-crossed her when they partnered up to search for the Clava Thesaurus Infinitus. Oh, shocker. The key to infinite treasure. Now, according to legend, it will allow he who possesses it entry to a vast storehouse of riches hidden away by the ancients prior to their ascension. Well, that's big. As Athena says, why the hell would you trust him? No, but for some reason, Katesh wanted Athena to think she had. Athena believed her, which is why she went after Vala, and she used Baal's resources here on Earth to get her. Which reminds me. Ooh. That sounds like Glastonbury, but they've already found that. <laughs> People querying hospitals in the area where Vala disappeared. It's possible she may have been injured and has been unable to contact us. Hey, listen, I, um... Now that, above anything else, dates the show. What? The phone? The landline. But why wouldn't it be a landline? It's a military installation. You can't rely on wireless signal 28 floors under the ground. You have a local cell which replicates up. You still have a landline. Mm. I mean, the hospital I was in today, she pulled out a mobile. I refused to write her off. Although the odds were against it, I, I believed somehow she'd found a way to survive. And it turned out I was right. A nice emotional and moving moment with Daniel. However, that thing with the horns in the foreground is really distracting. I just figured you should know. Yeah, thank you. Keep the faith, Daniel. It'll all work out. Major Harper, please. I don't care what the so-called experts have to say. I want you to free up the capital and move it into a company called Behringer Consolidated. I've got the feeling you don't really want to make her angry. She's kind of the uh, definition of... All right. You know, the power play, the... Oh, dear. Skype just dropped again. Hopefully a seamless transition. Right, that's Devon, played by Peter Benson. He's been on Hell on Wheels, Supernatural, Smallville and Arrow. To be honest, he sounds a bit of a high-heel bootlicker. You're pointing? It's probably a, a job requirement for working for Athena. Yes. But until we have confirmation, I want you to keep looking for her, too. She doesn't suffer fools. I'll say this, that's a mighty nice-looking office. And we're back to Sol's. No Peter DeLuise is done. And two weeks have gone by. She's working at the diner. She seems chumming. She's chewing gum. Okay. Dead cow on a turban, hold the yellow extra spud mush. Oh, listen to you. You've been practicing. Very nice. <laughs> He's cooking in a vest. <laughs> <laughs> I'd want to put an air net on it. Shirt. Sal, you okay? Oh, dear. Hey. You all right? She knows her name, at least. Uh, is it that visions thing again? Look, I told you, you should go get yourself checked out, honey. No. That's fortunate, yeah. Oh, the two would-be bank robbers in the background. 
working here, sleeping out the back, watching reruns of the X-Files in my spare time. <laughs> X-Files. I appreciate everything you've done for me. Interesting choice for a flashback. You're getting more information and the beauty spot's back. So where are you going to go? I don't know. But this isn't my life. It just doesn't feel right. <laughs> yes. Trust me, sweetheart. Running away isn't going to make things better for you. Hey, working tables here it may not feel right, but at least you got a roof over your head and some friends who care about you. It may not feel like your life right now. Just give it some time, okay? And there was an episode of the X-Files, as I said, called Memento Mori. A nod? More than likely. Get back to work before I fire your butt. Oh. I don't know, it doesn't look right here, chewing gum. <laughs> Minimum wage, tips and free meals. Anyone I know who's ever worked in a restaurant, unless they were actually the chef, would never eat there. <laughs> no, you don't really want to see what goes on behind the counters. <laughs> the mother is played by Rachel Chartmond, and the dad is Stephen Powell. Oh, Christ. Yeah, they'll do some damage. That's a better idea. <laughs> George. And this is where we came in. What did you do? Yeah, it's too late. She saved the day. I don't know. The actual fight scene was a lot longer than what we actually saw. They had to uh, shrink it down to kind of sink in with Sol. Sol, sorry, coming from the kitchen. So what, is Val short for Valerie? Okay. Oh, quick thing of Van Morrison's Valerie. Valerie. I think it's Van Morrison, I could be wrong. Last name. A bit of a homage being paid here. Toe dad? <laughs> Two dad. Two dad. Wait for it. Valerie. Two dad. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's seen that movie. <laughs> Look, Val, is there any reason why you don't want me to know your real last name? No, of course not. I'm just... As I said, Detective Ryan is played by Adrian Holmes. He was born in Wales, lives and works in Canada now, stars in the cop drama 19-2, also been on Continuum, Arrow, True Justice and Elysium. Worth following on Twitter. Straight ahead, second door on your left. And she's going to run away, isn't she? She's going to... Uh... A t-shirt fits quite snugly. <laughs> and eyeshadow really doesn't suit her. She hasn't really... Th- thought this through, you know, of all the places that you can't sneak out of. Oh, sorry. The police station is going to be one of them. Oh! Thought you could make a room for it, but not with padlocks on the windows. Windows in the bathroom. Weird. He's nowhere to be seen. Now, Valor, if she had her memories, would be a little bit suspicious. She wouldn't assume this was an easy way out. She's a lot more naive. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how long we were going to be, so I was just going out to get us some lunch. You think about it, he first met her when she beat up two guys. He's probably been into the diner for two weeks, so uh, he's probably got to know her fairly well, enough not to trust her, to know there's a big question mark. I don't understand. I didn't do anything illegal. I didn't hurt anyone. Well, apart from those two fellows who, from what I understand, I was totally within my rights to hurt. Witnesses say you took them both down without even breaking a sweat. How'd you manage that? Instinct. No, I think training. Don't suppose you want to tell me where you learned those moves. You know, I don't really think she would, even if you knew. That's what I thought. It does say a lot about Valor, though, that even the detective is trying to be helpful. Suspicious, but not aggressively so. What is it, Chief? I thought you should see this. They actually had to refilm this little scene because the photos were different, even though it was <laughs> the same document. This is what you're going to do. 
you're gonna sell all of our remaining stock in Behringer Consolidated. I have it on good authority that they're about to be rocked by a major accounting scandal that will... Yeah, she's uh, manipulating the stock market a little, isn't she? Hmm. Her good authority sounds very underhanded. Of course it's underhanded, she's a ghoul. <laughs> it's hard for them to be overhanded. What is it? We got a call. Yeah, from who? Apparently some people are looking for you. Who? The United States Air Force. <laughs> They're sending a Colonel Carter to pick you up. Ah, so everything's going to be all right then. What do you mean, no? Mm -mm. I'd rather stay here. If you need me to commit a crime, I'd be happy to oblige. <laughs> <laughs> this is the battle we know and love. <laughs> well, this is, like I say, this is the place to do it. All right, I'll be honest with you. Right, the first time for everything? The reason why I can't tell you who I am it's because I don't know. I don't remember. I, I don't know where I'm from. I'm not even sure if Val is my real name. The pictures on the wall behind Detective Ryan were drawn by Mark Davidson's daughter. Mark is one of the uh, set decorators. Mm -hmm. Been on the show right from uh, the first pilot. Is he now known as Mark Toddad? <laughs> Terrifying, like something out of a horror movie. This location was also used for Tatida. It's the Riverview Hospital Complex. Yeah, they added the padlock. Well, like your little visit to uh, the hospital, <laughs> it's rather large and certain parts of it are used for being a hospital and other parts are derelict and used for filming. You know, Val, it'd be a lot easier if you just be honest with me. <laughs> well, that was a pretty dramatic thud. I'm Colonel Carter. I'm here to take custody of the prisoner. That is not Colonel Carter. No. The government has been looking for Ms. Maldoran for a while now. Why? What did she do? I'm sorry, Detective, that's classified. <laughs> Miss Mulderan. There should be some paperwork at the very least, a warrant. This is Patricia Harris, who's playing Fate Carter. Hmm. Supernatural for 4400 in Spooksville. That's a trust for you. Yeah. They could probably get the uniforms easy enough. Oh yeah, but again, there would be paperwork. The detective knows something is not quite right, but he can't quite put his finger on it. As a responsible civil servant, he just does his job. Until he runs out of coffee. Ugh, Matty. Detective Ryan? Hi, Lieutenant Colonel Samantha Carter, United States Air Force. We're here for the Jane Doe you've been holding. You see, you actually looked at her ID. You had a good look. When? About a minute ago. Yeah, there were two of them. You must have passed them on your way in here. Black sedan, government plates. They're headed for the freeway. Uh -oh. Fortunately, when they passed them, they didn't see Vala. Yes, you've got some explaining to do. That's bad parking by the police. I'm commandeering your bike. Get off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, weren't they tempted to say, "I need your clothes, your jacket, and your motorcycle"? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> now Ben Browder does ride a motorbike, but not that dangerously. <laughs> Well, health and safety reasons, and the fact that this was only a partially closed off highway. They had to use a stuntman, so they had to use, wear a helmet. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if they had to close the highway off totally, as they said in the commentary, then Ben could have uh, filmed this without a helmet. I'm a complete idiot ride the bike without a helmet. I mean, it's one thing consistent in Sons of Anarchy. They wear helmets. Well, it's law, isn't it? The point would have been, he would have been in a hurry, so he wanted taking the time to put the helmet on. Ah. Why won't you tell me where we're going? <coughs> oh, oh dear. Now wait for this. 
Why put it behind the driver? <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, the stability of American cars is quite shocking at times. Yes, the stunt drivers and the coordinators really earned the money for that. I take it the flip was done in slow-mo because the car seemed to drift through the air. Oh yeah. When you do a stunt like that, multi-cameras, you make the most of it, don't you? <laughs> he doesn't know about the memory. You alright? Hey, everything's gonna be okay. Cameron's down. Mate, this is not very good timing. Is anybody hurt? Who? Oh. <laughs> Throw me the keys. Run away. That is probably the best advice that guy will ever get. Paula, wait! Don't you know how to drive a car? She's been on Earth long enough to learn. Probably demanded it. Paula. Get up. Get up. <laughs> okay, that that's right. <laughs> I'll take you with me. Where are we going? Just drive. You know I'm bleeding here. Shut up. Yeah, I've been shot, you stupid. Why isn't he bleeding? Well, probably it's only winged him. And he's just faking it, you know, going for the sympathy. The stunt work for that was done by Ray Douglas. The usual wooden ram beneath the car to make it flip. Yeah then painted out in post. Was it Ben's idea to... Thank you, finally, a human being adult male with actual Chester. <laughs> Not everyone in Hollywood waxes. What are you doing? Checking to see if I still have both of my kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> At least he's bruised up. It looks like... That actually does look like a bruise. Yeah. You know me. Yeah, of course. Why? <laughs> uh, you don't remember me. I don't remember much of anything. Least of all, who I am. Or why everyone is after me. That's why I brought you here. You're going to supply me with some much needed answers. Ah! You know, maybe we should call the rest of the team. They're generally better at answers. And they actually had to get a headboard for this room, because the one that came... There was no place to put any handcuffs. Mm -hmm. In the commentary, they said it was rather surprising how many motel and hotel rooms have headboards where you can't use handcuffs. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to give the aliens BGC. <laughs> that really works out very well. He seems remarkably calm. I've got a feeling he may have done this before. Known as a Stargate. A portal which allows near instantaneous transport between planets. She seems sceptical. Good comment from Brad. He said, anyone else think Valor would have looked better in the leather right in the motorcycle than Cam? Okay. So, we're space explorers. Well, technically me and my team are the explorers. You're just along for the ride, because... Yeah, carry on. Well, you're not originally from this planet, you're an alien. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. You know, when you say alien... People think green skin, four eyes, tentacles, what have you, but... Oh, dear. That may have lost it. I'm borrowing some more money. But look, take you, for example. You're, you're human. Hell, you're more human than most of my neighbors, especially that guy in 304. I'll be back. As a rule. 
<laughs> Since you're part of the team, maybe you should think about... Won't be long. Trusting me? <laughs> or uncuffing me? Or giving me my pants back? Uh, that's the valor we know. Take the cash and go. <laughs> Relax there, Cameron. You'll be fine. Unless a maid comes in. Then you may still be fine. Who knows? Lovely hat tilt. What does Field do in the summer? Presumably you are searching for the missing vehicle. We got all available units looking. <laughs> Surprising why hasn't he had the emblem removed? Mm-hmm. The license plate was also bogus. As for the car itself, it was a company vehicle registered to uh, Forsyth Chemicals. But that's a dead end because apparently they reported the car missing this morning. Of course they did. Yes. It's worth checking out. It could be a subsidiary of uh, one of the trust businesses. Mm. All right. Thank you. We got a lock on Cam's transmitter. Thank you, Detective. Yeah, sure. Anytime. I took long enough for them to get a lock on Cam's transmitter. Yeah, normally they put it out. <laughs> okay, I think I've figured out what happened to you, why you don't remember anything. Oh, good. Does it involve an alien abduction? Well, in as much as that you're an alien who was abducted, yes. Well, yeah, kind of. No, I'm not saying this is your style of shopping. <laughs> yeah, you're an alien who's abducted. <laughs> they've done some nice little makeup work on Claudia and Ben. From the aliens. No, they weren't aliens. They're working for an alien, but that's not really important. Well, that looks about 3,000 calories. So I'm thinking that this device was in the middle of digging up the suppressed memories when, bam, it overloads and fries your brain. So instead of helping you remember, it actually made you forget. Everything. Disodium guanilate. That would make a great alien name, don't you think? Yeah, I'm surprised you can buy waffles like that. I always assume they're kind of more of a breakfast dish. Mm, not necessarily in the States. Waffles are... US waffles are sweet, they're not potato. Oh, so, yeah, so it's perfectly reasonable to have it in a drink wrap pack yep. as a snack. Let me take you back to Stargate Command. We have a device that can help you remember. thought you said the device was destroyed. It's a different device. It's one I brought back from another planet last year. Oh, good. Were they having a sale? <laughs> oh, God bless her. Although, if it's stuffed like a Danish, it's generally called a Belgian waffle. Yeah. We intercepted a communication from Stargate Command. They found it. Turn around. Well, doesn't that look suspiciously like the same crossroads or the action took place a few minutes earlier? We have another one. <laughs> Getting complicated, isn't it, Cameron? This uh, isn't what it looks like. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Twinkie. Yeah, that's a Twinkie. I'm going to think, yeah, there's no way you can, you can tear a Twinkie like that without actually getting a very sharp knife and cutting it. They just don't <laughs> come apart that way. They have the consistency of foam rubber. Well, yeah, how else would they uh, last a decade on the shelf? The company that makes them declared bankruptcy about six months ago. I think the intellectual property has been bought out, so the Twinkie hasn't disappeared, <laughs> and the hostess cake. Going back to the scene of the crime, that is really a good thing. Yeah, a generic bruiser, city police. Where do you come from, the city of city? What? Nothing. I just think it's funny how you're always losing your pants. I'm not always losing my pants. <laughs> oh, Carter's highly amused by this. <laughs> Twice is not always. Okay, thank you. Ah, uh, we've got something on Valor. Yeah, surprisingly, for the fans of Ben, no views of him in his undies this time. 
Presumably the bandage on her arm was them cutting her transmitter out. Yes, it was. That's why she said the surgery was done in a moving car. That looks remarkably well for a place that were blown up. No, this is a different one. Oh, just going to blow up? Yeah, they said the, uh, there were five locations. Mm. Yes, it's all whereas. They wanted a nice big whereas to film in. Fortunately, it was mostly empty, so they had to bring in all this racking and all the drums to fill it up a bit. <laughs> yeah. Something awfully screwy going on around here. I know you're scared. We're not here to hurt you. We can help you remember. Be very, very quiet. Recording. Here we go again. You'd think, I don't know, the machine guns really you'd expect a nice meteor sound. Cam ducks. After the guy starts to shoot, I'm sorry, his head would have been a colander. Even as it is, anyone generally, unless you've got arms like Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was fit, anyone hit by anything other than the first three rounds of an automatic weapon is pure bad luck. Like I say, I think they should have really ramped up the, the noise that machine guns are making. But it's good that they're actually using that. You could just fire indiscriminately, you don't have to be accurate. Yeah. Get out of my way. Get out of my way or I will shoot you. And she's thinking about running away. Valor caught personality coming out. Good idea. <laughs> Don't you recognise me? What would be laugh if she did shoot him? <laughs> then remember who he was. There we go. Yeah, because he was holding on to the metal thing even when he saw that. You don't remember who you are, but I do. You won't shoot. When Cam fired, it looked like the Zat shot ricocheted upwards. Doesn't do that though, does it? I presume they drew it in in such a fashion that it hit a metal rack behind him and travelled up. They were planning on using a forklift and have Cameron drive the forklift out, but it, logistically it was a little too much. Too expensive as well. If I let you go, I know you're going to make yourself disappear. <laughs> you can see inside your mind. You've been running so long, it's almost second nature to you. Eventually. You don't remember it. You made a decision to stop running. It's over. You thought it were a better deal. Be fair. Now it's time to come home. Oh, nice flashback. Family, friends, home. No Robert Picardo. Well, no, she wasn't too keen on him. I love phone home. Give her a hug. Of course, put the gun down first before giving her a hug. I'm not sure Valor's got the safety catch on. Hug, 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 hug. <laughs> there we go. Watch those hands. See, Cameron, he kept his pants on. Mm -hmm. That's how you do it. Oh, got a lump in my throat. The family's back together. It's all gonna be a happy ending. That's a new shot. You know, I don't mind getting shot, but pulled a hammy when I took out that last trust. Did you want some time off? At least you didn't lose your pants. <laughs> you wanted to see me. Hey, what did Dr. Lamb say? <laughs> oh, yeah. Daniel's back, isn't he? Glad to hear it. What's this? Let's just call it a welcome back present. Oh, patches! Oh, hey! <laughs> we don't need no stinking patches! <laughs> You're now officially a member of SG-1. 
Congratulations, you earned it. Being kidnapped and being rescued, mm-hmm. that qualifies to be a member of SG1. If aliens haven't kidnapped you, then... That you're... jacket looks like something she nicked from Cam and she's just draped over her shoulders. <laughs> Could be. Perhaps the celebration is in order. That's a great idea. We can check out that new rib joint near my place. Excellent. Of course, that means we'll have to wait until next week to complete our date. <laughs> it wasn't a date. Drops Daniel right in it again. Two friends and co-workers out for dinner. Uh-huh. You get the feeling she's doing it deliberately. Of course she's doing it deliberately. <laughs> I love her smile. It is so innocent, but so wicked. <laughs> well, it's the pigtails that really carry it. A date. Yeah, that helped. It wasn't a date. Yeah. <laughs> the general. Yeah. Beauty spot's gone. Almost feel sorry for Daniel. He's so put upon at times. Put upon, yes. Oh no, please, stop this incredibly beautiful woman trying to have sex with me. Please, stop. Well, isn't that been Daniel's life ever since he joined the SGC? He was a a (laughs) mild-mannered academic archaeologist. Then he went off-world and met Jaray. Then met another (laughs) Jaray. Okay, that was Memento Mori. Not highly rated, especially over on Gateworld, but I liked it. A lot of fun. Yeah, uh, the call dropping six times was less fun. <laughs> and I don't think I'm exaggerating. If you count the ones we actually got off ourselves, it was six. Yeah, well. At least Skype MP3 recorder pretty much seamlessly joins everything together. Yeah. It pauses when the call drops, but unless you actually hang it up, it retains a single file. <laughs> I'm perfectly okay until I go to load the files and go, oh, it was this episode, wasn't it? Okay, that's what I'll call it then. This episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Peter DeLuise, who directed this episode, he directed 56 episodes of SU1, 6 episodes of Atlantis, and 7 episodes of Universe. He also directed episodes of Sanctuary, Level Up, Cedar Cove, and the TV movies Zapped. Joseph Malozzi and Paul Mully, the writers of the episode, Together they wrote 38 episodes of SG-1, 15 of SGA, and 12 of SGU. Also wrote for Transport to the Series, Delete, Student Bodies, and The Lost World. This episode in France was called Amnesia. In Spain, Remember That You Are Mortal. And in Germany, Deadly Memories. Right. They were translations, so you're always going to get a little creativity when it comes to uh, whoever figures out what they're going to call it in their home markets. Indeed. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. We heard today of the passing of Ray Douglas, who was a special effects guru on all three live-action Stargate shows. Ray worked on 235 episodes in total as the SFX coordinator, as well as working on The Ark of Truth, Continuum, and David Hewlett's A Dog's Breakfast. He later went on to work on the movie Apollo 18. There is a very well-written piece over on Joseph Malozzi's blog sharing his memories of the man, condolences to his friends and family, and gratitude for his part in making Stargate what it was. We do have some birthdays this week. On November the 2nd we have three, as Jerry Wasserman will be celebrating his birth. He played the Presidential Chief of Staff on Inauguration and the mysterious Whitlow in Touchstone. Samantha Ferris appeared as Dr Rowley in Out of Mind and Into the Fire. And Catherine Isabel was Valencia in the SG-1 episode Camelot. On the 5th of the month, we have three more birthdays, beginning with Robert Patrick, who kicked Atlantis off in Rising, playing Colonel Sumner. Corin Nemec, who burned bright as Jonas Quinn, has his birthday. Best wishes for his ongoing recovery from an operation the other week. 
and the third birthday is for the great Armin Shimmerman, who only made one appearance on SG-1 as Antaeus in the Nox, but is so well known in the genre world. Last but not least, a happy birthday to Peter DeLuise on the 6th of November, long-term writer, producer and director of Stargate, and on occasion appeared in front of the cameras as well. Happy birthday guys! As always, thank you to everyone who has kept the Stargate chat going via Twitter, Facebook and Google, and if you do fancy getting in touch with us, you can continue to do so via any of those social media portals, or more directly using the contact forms over on our website, which is gatecast.co.uk, or use our email address, gatecastpodcast at gmail.com, which is an ideal way to get an audio message to us as well. We'd love to hear your thoughts in your own voice. As I said, we are also on Facebook and Google+, and on Twitter we are at TheGateCast, which is one word. iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio carry our feeds. There are also additional RSS feed, which has every episode we released, and the original and that enhanced RSS link can be found on our website. Next week's episode will be McKay and Mrs. Miller. On the next Stargate Atlantis. Carter needs help. With what? Your sister. McKay's sister is needed on Atlantis. Your equation has real-world applications. But her scientific formula creates another Dr. McKay. I need to speak to whoever's in charge of this project. That's you. I guess I need to speak to me. The sibling rivalry is out of this world. You don't like me talking to Rob because it makes you realize how bad a brother you've really been. Amanda Tapping stars next time on Stargate Atlantis. So have you... I take it you're nowhere near editing it. Which? McKay and Mrs. Miller. Nope. Why? Well, I don't know how well it recorded. I think we dropped once or twice during. I'm trying to remember. I think we recorded about three bloody weeks ago. Longer than that. Okay, that would explain why it's fuzzy. Yeah, mm. uh, we have already recorded that. Yes. So our next recording will be Coming of Thieves with Dan. I see. Um... When people are actually listening to this, that will be probably about a month ago. <laughs> right then, hope you enjoyed this episode. Join us next week for excellent McKay and Mrs. Miller. <laughs> Till then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. Take care, everybody. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Bye.